And welcome back to the Low Post Podcast. I think it's been maybe about five weeks. Took a little bit of vacation from the mic. Had uh, some technical difficulties, but here with a new co-host this time, my third one in two seasons. Say hi, Fox. What's up, guys? This is Fox Faye. He's one of the interns. You'll see him around. You'll probably yell at him for not counting your assists <laughs> or whatnot. But since we are late, we're going to get into this one really quick and get out of it really quick so you guys can watch it in the morning or whenever before the games, listen to it, whatever, make your bets. You can call me. I'll take your bets. I might not pay you out until the end of the season, but <laughs> I'll take your bets. So we will start with a rundown of last week. Fox, how'd you like last week's teams? Honestly, not that many close games last week, but some of them were definitely exciting to watch, like that good U game, good U putting up 127 points. I mean, definitely some fun games to watch. Yeah, and I feel like the only close games were – uh, the halfway crooks game and my game, the Goodfellas, but we haven't played anyone not close since Lob City. Yeah. So that being said, I had to get that out of the way. We don't get any love, but <laughs> we have close losses every week. But so do the halfway crooks, and they always seem to move up on the power rankings. But I'm just gonna sit there and do my intern work and let Joey run his league. But yeah, I liked uh, I liked the Werewolves Lob City game last week. I mean, it was much closer than the. 85-61 final score, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, in the third quarter, it really just, it felt like the Werewolves were still in that up until the very end. Um, yeah, I, I think mean, there, I, was, there was a very noticeable moment with like five minutes left in the game where it was like, okay, now it's kind of over. But it was up until that point where they were still in it. Yeah, and they went out 27-18 to 18 in that third quarter, and they were down 40-20 to 20 going in. Like, I thought at the half, I was like, all right, Lob City's just going to Lob City. And it's going to be a blowout again, and which it was by the end. But it was actually very close to watch. And excuse me. Honestly, I think it was all because of uh, Gino, because he probably had his best game of the season by far. And like I've seen him play like that, but I haven't seen him play like that yet in this summer session. So it's kind of refreshing to see if you're a Werewolves fan. Absolutely. And another another close game. I would. I mean, I liked. Island time, just because it's always fun to see someone new in the league to shake everything up. And uh, Kendall Gillians had a very good game. He was probably the reason they were able to come out with the win in that one at 7 o'clock, 62-56 Island time over the halfway crooks. Did you catch any of that? Yeah, so, I mean, they, he came in and he showed up on the stats, but he also showed up in stuff that's not in the stats. His hustle was crazy. He was getting steals, getting his team extra possessions, just – doing all the dirty work that was necessary that doesn't even necessary, necessarily show up in the stat book. Yeah, he had 11 rebounds. He had two steals, four assists, and he was probably playing. I mean, granted, but from what I've seen from Island Time, they kind of have a short bench every night. So yep. He's probably playing a lot of minutes out there too. Yep. And with the halfway crook size, it's just it's a lot, a lot to deal. So that should be interesting going into next week. Yep. I'll run through the rest of the box scores real quick. You had Goodfellas over Stampede, 64 to 58, and a lot of new guys showing up. Not new guys on the roster, but new guys in the stat sheet. Julian Martinelli with 21 points. Uh, Pescapello in double digits again. Quiet nights from Sweeney and Well, not quiet, but they can they can do better. You had the Douye's boys taking it easy on the basket hounds. They only beat them 90 to 58. I think in that one they could have easily, easily put up hundred. They could have beat them by fifty if they wanted to. Oh yeah. I mean the way the Douye's boys run, I mean I gotta shout them out. They're a heck of a team. I was Absolutely. with them last year. I coached them and they're just worlds different. Mm -hmm. 
definitely a contender. So they ended up taking that one by 32. Boom Shakalaka put up 100 in the second straight week, 106 to 80. Like we said, Lob City, 85-61 for the Werewolves. Uh, Ozone Boys beating the Boston Blazers. That was a low-scoring game, 57-50, to 50, but it looks like they played some smart basketball. Finally, they're, they're a heck of a team when they get it running, and we're going to see a lot of that from them this week against the Basket Hounds. And then finally, like you said, good you with 127 points over the Shady Dunkers, and that we're going to talk a lot about good you and Boom Shakalaka tonight. But getting into next week. You like betting, Fox? Oh, I love betting. Really? Not money. I can't do that, but yeah, <laughs> love betting. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> regulations. I forgot you were a Division <laughs> One athlete. That's that's hilarious. I always mess with my friends about that around the URI football team. But if you were to bet, I guarantee you, you would be running to the casino and placing your bet on the Legacy Leagues. Absolutely. And all, all the action happening over here. So for the first game, we're kicking it off with the Ozone Boys versus the Basket Hounds. I think the Ozone boys are too fast, they're too big, and it's going to get ugly early. Absolutely. I don't think they're going to let up. I think they might try to – I think they might walk in and ask what the record is for scoring in a single game from a team and try to beat it. That's I the kind of, put it past them. That's the kind of confidence they play with. I mean, they're going to try to beat it, whatever it is. So I said uh, – I set that spread at – I originally set it pretty high, but then – the Sharks moved it down, and they told me I couldn't set it that high. So I have the Ozone Boys minus 44.5 over the Basket Hounds, and I think I might take the Ozone Boys on that one just because of the speed of the game. Not necessarily talent, but they play probably the quickest game you can see in the Legacy Leagues. Yeah, that just allows for a lot of scoring. I have to agree with you here. Yeah, I'd go, I'd go there. I'd place my bet there. And then I put some interesting player prop bets on it. Bartholomew. Bartholomew from the Basket Hounds. He's their main scorer, the shooter. He almost put up 40 in that, or in that blowout against Boom Shakalaka. He had 39. So I'm setting his over-under at 30 points. If he's listening, I just want to see him sling it. I mean, at this point, <laughs> there are three games left in the season. I don't know if they're going to get a win. I don't know if they think they're going to get a win or not. He should just go out there and be like, I want to see how many points I can score. Screw the other three teammates. I'm just going to take the ball and shoot it like every time from half court. I think that's their chance. Just let him shoot it every time. Absolutely. I 100% agree. I'm going to take the over on those points. I think, he'll, I think he'll do exactly that. I don't know if he'll take it to that degree where he's completely just throwing it up, but I think he wants to get his now that they're at where they're at at this point in the season. Yeah, and it's gonna, I think it's going to get ugly early, so then he's just going to sling it. And then for the Ozone boys, this is one of the games that I set two props for. They have an over-under of four and a half players in double digits. So that's Everyone in their starting lineup, and then one. Um, they so they obviously their top four is their best players. Um, I think I'm going to take the over in this one too. I think that they're going to try to spread the ball around because they've got a lot of athletic guys. I think they're going to try to get everyone a chance to have some fun. I think. I mean, if they they're going to challenge me on this, but I think I'm going to grab the under because I think they're going to be at least three guys with like thirty points. Like I was Fair talking enough. to Christian about this game, and he thinks Noah Berg can go like twenty-five and fifteen easily. Fair enough. Like very easily, and I'd set, I'd set the odds on that. Like for Bartholomew, I, Bartholomew, I can't say that right. Bartholomew, I'd set, I put that as plus four fifty for the thirty points, and then the four and a half players, I'd probably do like plus eight hundred. Yeah. So some money to be won there. Moving on 
to the next one, Bucket Chasers versus the Stampede. So really, both teams have good size. Kevin McClure, or not, I don't know if it's Kevin. Kevin Figueroa. Kevin, well, I don't know. That's a professor at URI. My brain is <laughs> absolutely gone right now. This is what happens when you work at camp with a bunch of seven-year-olds. But um, yeah, so Kevin Figueroa versus Brad Allen and the rest of the big guys on Stampede. I'm still taking the bucket chasers. I'm favoring them in this one. So I actually think this is going to be a sneakily good game. Two teams that do have a lot of talent but have not been looking that great over the past couple weeks. Um, at least that's what how I've seen it. Uh, I mean, with the spread you've set, you've got it at, what, minus 11 and yeah, a half have, in the bucket chasers' favor? I favor the bucket chasers at 11 and a half, so 12 points or 11 points, basically. With the points, I think I'm going to take Stampede. Really? I, th- I think this is going to be a close game, honestly. I think... It has a chance that if Sergio, what is it, DeLomba? DeLomba. If he starts hitting, though, I think it could lean in their favor. So it's going to be a matter of trying to stop him from scoring. Well, Figueroa, this was against the Basket Hounds. I'm pretty sure he had like a perfect game. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he missed a shot. So that's going to be interesting to see him. I think he's a little bit smaller than Brad Allen, but I think he's a little bit more crafty a little bit more skilled even though i love the way brad passes the ball that behind the back flip that he does amazing <laughs> I, I he's like a a big marcus all he's i love the way brad plays he's awesome but um i would take i think i'm going to take the bucket chasers on this spread just because three is better than two and they have a lot more guys that can stretch the floor and shoot the three and they also do have that big presence on the inside so i think i'm going to take them in it and then i set this player prop because I don't think Stampede's really going to have people that can match up the speed of Sergio on the perimeter. Perimeter. I mean, he's got a very quick release. I set him at an over-under 7.5 three-pointers made at about plus 1,000. See, I, I actually, if I were setting the lines, I actually really like that over-under because I think it's about 50-50 whether it could go over-under. Yeah. That's a lot of threes. I feel like I got a favorite going under. Uh, if I were, if I were throwing down money on, I'd probably say it's going to go under. But I don't, I don't count it out that he could hit that many for sure. Yeah, the under is definitely favored, definitely favored. But it's not completely impossible. I I agree. I'm going in right now because I know he slings it a lot. Like he takes a lot of shots, especially last game when he was basically alone he's attempted 52 threes on the season in seven games so 52 divided by in six games so he's a he's attempts eight and a half a game so that's if he throws up two or three more makes a couple more than usual i think he's right there stats wise he's saying it i think like i said i think he's gonna end up being probably the difference maker in this game so it's definitely possible yeah, I don't. I think Figueroa is going to be canceled out just with the size that the Stampede has, and I think Sergio is going to be. He is definitely going to be the X factor for the Bucket Chasers, but I don't think they lose this game. I agree. Moving on, this is a good one. This is always a good one. The Werewolves. I don't know if they're going to have Yarsi or not versus the Halfway Crooks, and I don't know if you know the history behind this, but they played every season. Um, I think there was an upset in the playoffs. They uh, they just always neck and neck. Basically, a lot of their games have been very close. They played each other a lot. They know each other very well. Joey matches up with Gino pretty well. 
But now the halfway crooks have a lot of size. Joey's brother, Matt Zacco, is coming this week. I don't know how good he is. But I think it's going to be a very interesting game. And the halfway crooks are a lot better than what their record says. For sure. I mean, the werewolves have been shaky. They've had some really good games. They've had some not-so-good games. So I guess it kind of depends on which werewolves show up, really, where this game could definitely go either way. Oh, without a doubt. I have – you got to favor the werewolves just because of the record and just because of the RPI, their, um, their resume. They've beaten better teams. I favor them at four and a half points just because usually you don't really see three-point games. Usually they're about like five, six, seven. So I favor them at four and a half points, and I think – I think it's going to be a really good game. And with Gino playing really well last week, I threw him in the player prop with over under five three-pointers made just to see if he's still feeling it. Because if he can sling it, the werewolves take it with ease. I'm gonna, with that line, I'm going to have to take the werewolves, I think. Um, I just think they've got multiple different players that can score the ball really well that are kind of more versatile a little bit, where – Gino, yeah, obviously he's throwing up threes, but he can also do other stuff. He can also facilitate when necessary and stuff like that. Um, so I'm going to have to take the Werewolves uh, with the points, and then I'll probably take the over on those three-pointers made too. Really? You got a lot of faith in Gino. I mean, I'd take the over on those three-pointers made. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, but I'm taking the Crooks plus four and a half. I haven't dropped this podcast in five weeks. I got to get some – some love into Joey. No, I'm kidding. I actually think, I mean, you break it down by position. You have Jared Hansen, you have Joey, you have Joey's brother, who I, I assume is okay. And I think that backcourt, if Yarsi's there for the werewolves, I think it's basically even, depending on if Yarsi's 100%. And then you take Dylan Lincoln and Greg Bell and Kevin. I don't know Kevin's last name. But, uh, and those three against Heston, Corsi, and Connor. I'd take the halfway crooks front court. They're big men. And I think uh, yeah, I just think it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be close. The halfway crooks might even win this one just because, like you said, you don't know which werewolves are gonna show up. I mean, I gotta go out and check the moon. It's definitely check the moon. It's <laughs> definitely possible, but I think Heston's too crafty around the rim. Yes. I think he's gonna get his. I think he'll go for thirty plus points this game, and I think he'll take over and win the game for the werewolves. They they missed Dave Campbell because like he was like Batman Absolutely. to Heston's Batman. Like they were Absolutely. both just yeah. I mean that finals game last year was unreal. T- talking about the finals game last year. Next on my list, Lob City versus the Boston Blazers. So Lob City, they have a loss this year. Usually that doesn't happen. I don't see it happening again. I have them favored in this game. I gave it a pretty high spread, just because when it get when it rains it pours with them. I put uh, twenty two and a half versus the Blazers, and I think that's going to be a really good game, and I think it has the potential to be a lot closer than that. I also think it has the potential to be a lot worse than that. So I think I think it will be a pretty close game. The Blazers, I think, are still being written off a little bit. They did lose last, last week, which was tough, but I actually think they'll try to bounce back off of that, try to be like use that anger to their strength, um, and I think it'll be a closer game. I still think Lob wins, um, but I'm going to take – I'm going to take the Blazers with the points there at 22 and a half. It was. Yeah. It's that's those. It's like a Gonzaga game. Like yeah. Have you ever seen the Gonzaga in conference spreads? They're always in the twenties. They're always like almost mm-hmm. 20. And it's just like, they're begging you to take the under knowing <laughs> Gonzaga is 
going to have this run and absolutely blow them out. And that's why I put that, that spread there because no matter how close the game is going to be for most of it, Lob City always just goes on that one run. And then you're like, all right, it's over now. Like I can just kind of relax. I can get yelled at every time someone has an assist. It's, it's kind of <laughs> funny. But um, it's going to be, I think, in the Blazers' favor. If they have Boynton there and James Mitchell, then Nuri Ma- or Nuri Mama and Nuri Muhammad, I don't have the spelling in front of me, Nuri is going to have himself a night because those are two very dominant bigs. He's going to need help from Vic, which is going to take him away from the perimeter. And I think that's going to be key. But I don't really know if Boynton and James Mitchell are as dominant players as Nuri and Vic, if that makes any sense. No, it definitely makes sense. Like I said, I think Lob's going to win. I don't think they're going to have a huge problem. I think the Blazers will be able to keep it somewhat close. Um, I think they've got so much athleticism that it allows them to keep up with most any team for the most part. So I just can't see them letting it get that out of hand that early. Okay. I, I definitely agree. Ade Wright and Cody Strickland, great, great backcourt in the league. I have – I was actually number crunching. I was bored. <laughs> and I was number crunching earlier. Uh-oh. So I found out that Lob City about has 13 assists per game. And I think since the lane is going to be a little bit clogged against the Blazers with those two bigs that I just mentioned, they're going to be spreading it around the perimeter a little more. So I'm challenging them. And I know they're listening. I know Cody's listening at least, or Greg. I want them to get at least 15 team assists. That's what I set that over under at. I do that at plus. 725, but 15 team assists from Lob City. They usually have 13. And I mean, I've seen Greg Holt go for 17. So it's not that hard. It's not that unreachable. Yeah. So I mean, it's going to be a matter of they're going to drive, they're going to collapse the D, they're going to kick. It's going to be a matter of hitting those threes. That's where these assists are going to come from, for the most part, at least. I mean, obviously, there'll be some fast break stuff like that. Um, But I think for the most part, it's going to be drive and kick. And if they hit the three, that's an assist there. If they, I think they are going to get over 15 assists actually um i think that'll be a huge part in helping them to win this game is that ball movement will be essential yes agreed especially like i said with the lane packed they're going to need to hit their shots around the perimeter that's going to be up to tabis cody crawford greg holt even to step up but i do think they will get over that 15 assists i will take that and i'm moving on to what i think should be the game of the week but it's getting outshadowed by the game of the week Goodfellas and the Duyes boys, right? And there's a complete storyline. Everybody's missing there. I coached the Duyes boys last year, and I've been looking for I've circled this game on my schedule. I've been looking forward to it. I might go out there and take the tip. I mean, it's, it's going to be it's going to be fun. I'm going to do a lot of talking, so like I'm I'm drinking a lot of water now, saving my voice for it. But you got to favor the Duyes boys, even though they're both 3 and 3. The Duyes boys have played better basketball. They've won more games by more points. They've scored more points. They've shown more. I'm not giving them the double-digit favorite, though. And that's A, my pride, and B, the fact that the only two teams to beat us by double figures are Lob City and Good U. Good U beat us by 12. That was it. They've smacked every other team out of the water. So I'm giving the Duyes boys minus 9.5 because it could get ugly. It could not. I mean, I still think – I think we have – I'm going to bed saying, all right, we're going to win tomorrow. So I have faith. I'm taking the good fellas on that spread. I'd take them on a money line too. That would be my money line bet of the night. But yeah, that should be. What do you see in that game? How, how are you so, going to break it down? Because I don't want to be too <laughs> biased. First of all, I'm definitely taking the cruise uh, over of 50 points tomorrow. 
That's just a no doubter. <laughs> Revenge game. <laughs> it's the lock of the week. It's the lock <laughs> of the week. Um, no, but I think this actually will be a really good game. The Goodfellas have a lot of players that can step up. Um, the Duyes boys also have a lot of talent. I think the Goodfellas might be a little bit deeper, whereas the Duyes boys are a little bit more top heavy. Um, still deep, Fair. but a little bit more top heavy than the Goodfellas are. Uh, I think with that spread, I might take the Goodfellas. But really, what I would to. no, really, what I would want to do is take Duyes boys money line, because um, mm-hmm. I think it. they could win by more than that. But I don't know for a fact. I think they could also win by less than that because it could be a super close game. Um, so I do think the Duyes boys are going to win, but I do think it'll be close. Uh, I agree, and I, I appreciate that. I do think nobody really says that we are we are pretty deep. I mean, the Duyes boys they have Kutu, Tartaglia, Shane Patrick, um, who I'm going to dunk on. Uh, they <laughs> can you touch rim? Uh, I can touch rim. I can grab it. <laughs> I can like pull myself up on it and then maybe like catch it with one hand and throw You're just it. Just gonna in. get a lob. No, yeah, I def. That's all I have to do. Someone threw me one early in the season, but it was a terrible pass. But uh, yeah, they have terrible Kutu, pass. Volpe, Patrick, Tartaglia, and then they have Nick Harrington and that other kid, Nick, and they have uh, PJ, Ant Verducci, Dan Ruggiero. I think when we can go do our bench and grab. Uh, Piscopello, who's dropped 19 at five foot nothing. When we can grab Kevin Mitchell, who's a big guy that can give us fresh legs, we can grab Teddy Baziotis, who's also tall and lanky. I think just it gives us more weapons when our matchups aren't working. So that's why I'm taking us thinking it's going to be a very, very close game. But also, I mean, the Duyes boys, Volpe can shoot. Volpe sees the court probably almost better than anyone in the league. And then Kutu just runs their offense. Patrick's a dominant big. Tartaglia going to win the dunk contest unless Vic has something to say about it. <laughs> but I mean, it's just going to be, it's going to be a heck of a game. I mean, that'll be, that'll be, there'll be people on court three and court one. I mean, even though the game of the week's going to be on court one, there'll be people on court three and I'm going to play too. You'll, you'll see. <laughs> like I said, it's I'm taking that over Tyler Cruz, 50 points. I'm taking <laughs> the over. All day. And then for the real prop bet, I mean, you can, you can take the over of me for 50 <laughs> points. That's like plus, 1500 you got like 150 something to one odds but i put a uh, john kutu at eight assists over under eight assists i mean he's up there in assists per game i think he's one of the league leaders in assists actually but i don't think the game's going to be that high scoring where you're going to see people with 10 12 assists so that's why i put it at eight so yes i don't know that this is going to be a very high scoring game so I'm going to come right so. out there and say that. I'm trying to see where – he actually does lead the league in assists right now. Yes. He's got 34 on the season. 34 um, in six games. That's, that's the top of my head. Oh, just under, under 60 six. Yeah, just under six a game. But I've so, seen him have a lot more than that. Yeah, the offense is going to need to run through him. So he's definitely going to have a chance to get more than eight. I think I'm going to take the under there because I don't think – mostly just because I don't think it's going to be that high scoring of a game. Okay, I, I agree. I am gonna, I'm gonna go with the under, and I think if we can keep this game in this, we meaning the good fellas can keep it in the 60s, 50s, there's a very good shot that we can come out on top of this game. If the Duyes boys start running and it becomes fast-paced, high-scoring, I think their offensive players have a little bit more talent and they have the experience, and I think that's where you could see it get ugly. But like I said, I got faith in my team. I don't think that we're going to go out there and blow a nine and a half spread. I don't even think we're going to go out there and lose. So 
We'll see that. And now we'll get on to the actual game of the week. Boom Shakalaka and Good You, both undefeated. Now, before we get into this specific game, Fox, what have you seen from both of these teams this year? Who do you think is better? So this week is going to say a lot because um, these two teams are both obviously fantastic. They're both extremely talented. I do think they're a little bit different in the way they go about things. Good U definitely focuses a lot on that team play. They have great chemistry. You can see it from the way they're playing. Their defense is sliding around. Their offense is getting assists. Their offense is making like 10 passes a play before scoring. Um, looking Spurs-esque, almost, you could say. I like it. Um, just New making word. all the passes necessary. Just getting in all that teamwork. And Boom Shakalaka has a bunch of players that can do it. But they do do a lot more ISO, I think, where they have four different players or five different players that can go ISO ball, but it's a lot more ISO, which obviously it's working. I mean, I'm not hating on either play style. They're both successful. This is going to be a phenomenal game, though, for sure. I can't wait. It's going to be probably one of the best games of the season to watch. I'm a little upset. I'm going to miss it. But I do think, like, you're right. They they play through Jose Mercado, he's their top scorer every game, whereas Goodyear has a bunch of different guys that can step up and be that A guy. And they're all alike. They're all about like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, little bulky, little strong. They can jump through the roof. A couple of them can shoot. It's going to be a very good game, and I think their depth is going to be what helps them in it. Um, I, I really don't know who I'm going to take. I made it a pick em. Basically, I did boom minus one. Good U plus one, but if you think Good U is going to win, you're obviously just going to take it plus one. If you think Boom's going to win, you're just going to take a minus one. So it's uh, it's not really much of a spread there because it, there's just it's such contrasting play styles, like two sides of a magnet. And I think it's going to be awesome. I think if Good U can pack the lane and they can play team defense better than they play team offense and slow down Mercado, they have a shot at winning this game. A very good shot. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I'm going to take Boom here. And I actually, this might be the hot take here. I don't think Jose Mercado is going to end up being what makes the difference. Obviously, he's going to be huge. He's going to be a factor. But we're kind of ready for that. I think Lucas Martin and Mark Dova, they can step up and score when the lane's collapsing on Jose, when Jose's getting doubled or Jose's getting all the focus. I think if those other guys can step up and score like they have been actually in the last couple weeks, like they did when they played Lob, they stepped up. I think they each scored like 20 points or something. Uh, I don't know the exact number. It might have even been near 30, whatever it was. I feel bad for Lob. They weren't full strength that game, but go on. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But if they can both step up, I think that that's what's going to make a huge difference in this one. I'm going to take Boom over Good You. I'm also going to take Boom, not for any analytical reasons, but because I'm pretty sure Boom pays attention to the podcast and the Twitter, and Good You doesn't. I have never seen any Good You player talk on the Legacy League social sphere, but I talk to Belleville almost every day. So I'm going to go with Boom on the record here, and I'm going to sleep on it, and my heart's going to tell me who's going to win tomorrow. And that'll probably be right. But yeah, <laughs> no, for real, I, I do think Jose Mercado, I mean, the other guys can step up, but if he has a game, that's why Boom's going to win, and chances are he's going to have a game. I set the player prop in this one at him over under 34 and a half points. If he goes under, I think good you can win, but I'm taking the over. Um, 
34 points. I think that's his average this year, isn't it? It, it could be. Uh, <sighs> that would be very dumb luck if I – I wrote the article on Boom last week. That's the only reason I know because um, um, I included uh, his average. He, I was at, it was either 34 or 35, I think. But anyway, he <sighs> – I think I'm going to take the over there. But 38. I think – Oh, 38? 38. So I do think I'm going to take the over there. But it's going to be a matter – I still think it's a matter of the rest of the team adding on to that. That's really going to be the difference maker in the win or loss. Agreed. Agreed. And, I, yeah, we're both on boom. I'm on the over. But I said last game, I said on the postgame show, that Lucas Martin, Martin getting in the paint last game created so many open looks and so much movement for their offense that they were almost impossible to beat. They looked like a machine. Absolutely. So I think if he can do that again – I mean, the lane's going to be clogged, but if Jose can get to the outside and Lucas can get inside, then Jose's going to have one-on-one on the outside, late defense coming at him, and he's going to have open drives to the lane. And finally, moving on to the last one, the 10 o'clock game. Awful. I hate that we have to play at 10 o'clock, but it happens. They used to be 1030. It used to be much later. But uh, <laughs> Island time coming off of a win versus the Shady Dunkers coming off of a loss. I have the Island time favored by three and a half simply because of their size and Kendall Gillian's. This will, this will be another sneakily good game um, that people might not be thinking about, might not be paying attention to, but I think it'll sneak into the discussion afterwards. It really could go either way, I think, because Shady Dunkers definitely do have a few players that are extremely talented. With I think I one time... Aaron Gray. Exactly. I think I one time's a little bit more well-rounded. Um, so if they can kind of try to push the pace a little bit, which Kendall Gillian helps out with a lot. If they can try to push the pace, I think that they can take this one. I'll take Island Time with the points. Yeah, if I uh, if Island Time wins, they're going to cover. If they don't cover, I think they're going to lose. Just because I think the Shady Dunkers, I know them all. A lot of them are from the western side of Cranston. They've all played together before. I mean, two of them are brothers. They played high school ball with each other, church ball, CLCF, whatever. Uh, they know each other, they're younger, and there are more of them. So if it gets close, they're going to be able to push the pace. They'll have the chemistry together, I think, and I think they will be able to come out with it. But I'm going to take island time on this just because, like I said, I think their four, the size of their starting four just dominates the size of the best four of the Shady Dunkers, and I think that means so much in the Legacy League. Size is so underrated. I absolutely agree. Um, You'd be a force. It's going to be a matter. <laughs> it's going to be a matter of them hitting threes, because that's really most of their game. They've got Aaron Gray and Kenzie going inside, but for the most part, the rest of their team is shooting. That's what they're doing. Yeah, the um, Harris brothers. If they can hit, that could push them over the edge. That could bring them to a win. I don't know if I've seen it yet where they've been enough. They've been hitting enough to make that difference. But they're definitely capable of it. So it's just a matter of if they start hitting, I think. They certainly, like, they can, if they're all hitting at the same time, it's the same thing with any team. You hear it over and over again. If they're all hitting at the same time, they're good. Like, they're going to be on fire. And that, that'll be the difference, I think, is the three point shooting. They're not going to be able to score. Sorry, I'm just trying to crunch some numbers real quick, trying to see Shady <laughs> Dunker's three point percentage on the year as a team. I think you can check it. It doesn't say the percentages. It just says attempts and made. Oh. So they're shooting 31% as a team. 
That's average. Which is average. I think they're going to need to shoot a lot better than average this game if they want to pull this one out, though. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And I think, yeah, I think the three-pointer will be the X factor in this one. I set the over-under. I looked at Kendall Gillian's made field goals. He went 10 for 21 last game. And I'm going to one-up him, and I'm going to give him 11. So over-under 11 made field goals for Kendall Gillian's, and I'm going to take the over in this one. Hopefully he shows up and doesn't make us look just like <laughs> dumb for giving him a player prop. Um, I'm going to have to agree with the over there. I think he's going to get out and run, which is going to give him chances to make a lot of baskets as well as easy baskets. So I'm going to take the over on 11 as well. Awesome. And that's basically our betting card. I will, I'll probably type that up and get it out with the podcast, but that's the betting card right there. Uh, we will post the spreads in a second, and that is the Low Post Podcast. Second episode of this year. Uh, I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Fox, how was your experience? I think I had a great time here. I hope I didn't do terrible. Hope I can no, get some I of these like picks right. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Hopefully we picked right. Hopefully we make some money this week. And hopefully we get you guys on next week. You and the other interns, Matt, Shane, have them defend themselves from all the hate they've been getting on Twitter in the first couple <laughs> weeks of the season from all the players. I felt bad for you guys. I really did. I knew what it was like. <laughs> Yeah, it can be tough sometimes. Um, I remember after the first week, after the post-game show, I came in to the week two, and I don't remember who it was, but for, someone from Boom came up to me. I was like, all right, Boom's number one fan. Let's get it. <laughs> no, they love, they, they love interacting. With, <laughs> at least some of them. They love interacting with the interns and getting to know them. And it's really fun. It helps the interviews at the end of the game and everything. But that will do it for this episode of the Low Post Podcast. Fox, thanks for joining me from... The Legacy Leagues, this is Tyler Cruz, and I will see you guys tomorrow night.